Judges chapter 20, verse 1. Then all the children of Israel went out, and the congregation was assembled as one man, from Dan even unto Beersheba, with the land of Gilead unto the Lord at Mizpah. After all the news got around of what happened to this woman, and they've all received a piece of her body as a testimony, a big council has gathered of mixed Israelites. They all gathered at Mizpah, that town. 2. And the chiefs of all the people, even of all the tribes of Israel, presented themselves in the assembly of the people of God, 400,000 footmen that drew sword. They have 400,000 men, and they're ready to fight. 3. Now the children of Benjamin heard that the children of Israel were gone up to Mizpah, and the children of Israel said, Tell us, how was this wickedness brought to pass? 4. And the Levite, the husband of the woman that was murdered, answered and said, I came into Gibeah that belongeth to Benjamin, I and my concubine to lodge. 5. And the men of Gibeah rose against me, and beset the house round about upon me by night. Me they thought to have slain, and my concubine they forced, and she is dead. 6. And I took my concubine, and cut her in pieces, and sent her throughout all the country of the inheritance of Israel, for they have committed lewdness and wantonness in Israel. Lewdness is sexual perversity. Wantonness is also sexual hedonism, where you're addicted to sex. He's telling the council what happened. 7. Behold, ye are all here, children of Israel. Give here your advice and counsel. 8. And all the people arose as one man, saying, We will not any of us go to his tent, neither will we any of us turn unto his house. 9. But now this is the thing which we will do to Gibeah. We will go up against it by lot. They're saying, We're not going to go home until this matter is settled. We're going to cast lots to find out which of us should battle the Benjamites in Gibeah. Whoever gets the lot, that tribe will go and battle the Benjamites. This is to get revenge for what the Benjamites have done. 10. And we will take ten men of a hundred throughout all the tribes of Israel, and a hundred of a thousand, and a thousand out of ten thousand, to fetch victuals for the people that they may do when they come to Gibeah of Benjamin, according to all the wantonness that they have wrought in Israel. They need food for their army. They're going to get food from all of the eleven tribes to contribute to this army that will fight the Benjamites. 11. So all the men of Israel were gathered against the city, knit together as one man. They're all of one mind. 12. And the tribes of Israel sent men through all the tribe of Benjamin, saying, What wickedness is this that has come to pass among you? They're sending messengers saying, You guys are in really big trouble. All the other 11 tribes are going to punish you. 13. Now therefore deliver up the men, the base fellows that are in Gibeah, that we may put them to death and put away evil from Israel. But the children of Benjamin would not hearken to the voice of their brethren, the children of Israel. Now this was really great evil, because in God's law, if you rape a woman, you're supposed to be put to death. You're supposed to be stoned. They're violating God's law because the other 11 tribes said, all you have to do is give us the rapists so that we can kill them and we'll leave the rest of you alone. But the Benjamites are so evil and stubborn in their sin that they're protecting the rapists instead of offering them up to be stoned, which is the right thing to do. They're very stubborn and arrogant, and they're actually protecting the rapists. They have a good old boy syndrome going on. 14. And the children of Benjamin gathered themselves together out of their cities unto Gibeah to go out to battle against the children of Israel. The Benjamites won't take correction. They're saying, nope, Israel, you cannot correct us. We're as good as you guys. We're going to fight. And in a sense, maybe it's because they know 
that in the other tribes, they're just as wicked, and they would have done the same thing to a stranger. Maybe that's why the Benjamites refuse to be disciplined, because they believe that the other tribes are as evil as they are. 15. And the children of Benjamin numbered on that day out of the cities 20 and 6,000 men that drew swords. They were able to gather 26,000 warriors, besides the inhabitants of Gibeah, who numbered 700 chosen men. That's 26,700 fighters that Benjamin has. 16. All this people, even 700 chosen men, were left-handed. Everyone could sling stones at a hairbreadth and not miss. This is another time where the Bible is saying that left-handed people are awesome marksmen. They have perfect hand-eye coordination. Wherever they throw is within a hairbreadth of where they intended to throw. And the men of Israel beside Benjamite numbered 400,000 men that drew sword. All these were men of war. The Benjamites have 26,000 plus. The other 11 tribes have 400,000 men. The Benjamites really don't have a chance. They should humble themselves and offer up the rapists. 18. And the children of Israel arose and went up to Bethel and asked counsel of God. So they're actually asking the real God like they're supposed to. They didn't go to Shiloh where the high priest is. They went to Bethel to ask God. But Bethel is where Jacob and Abraham both made altars. So it is a pretty sacred place, but it's not the tabernacle. And they said, Who shall go up for us first to battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Judah first. The Lord does answer them, and he's probably answering them by lot because they don't have the ephod in Bethel. The ephod is in Shiloh. So he's not answering them by the breastplate glowing. He's answering them by lot. 19. And the children of Israel rose up in the morning and encamped against Gibeah. The Lord has told them that Judah should fight. And that makes sense because they're not near relatives like the Ephraimites and the Manassites would be. It would be kind of sad if God told the Ephraimites or the Manassites to fight Benjamin, but he's telling Judah to do it. 20. And the men of Israel went out to battle against Benjamin, and the men of Israel set the battle in array against them at Gibeah. They lined up all the troops in order against the town of Gibeah. 21. And the children of Benjamin came forth out of Gibeah and destroyed down to the ground of the Israelites on that day 20 and 2,000 men. This 26,000 Benjamites killed 22,000 of the other tribes, which means they almost killed man for man, which is pretty good. 22. And the people, the men of Israel, encouraged themselves and set the battle again in array in the place where they set themselves in array the first day. They put the troops in order for battle again the next day. 23. And the children of Israel went up and wept before the Lord until even. And the reason they're crying is because the Lord told them to send Judah But Judah didn't prevail that day. And they asked of the Lord, saying, Shall I again draw nigh to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother? And the Lord said, Go up against him. The Lord allowed Benjamin to win the first battle on the first day. 24. And the children of Israel came near against the children of Benjamin the second day. 25. And Benjamin went forth against them out of Gibeah the second day and destroyed down to the ground of the children of Israel again 18,000 men. All these drew the sword. Now on the second day, they killed 18,000. The Benjamites did. So the children of Israel are really confused because they're like, Lord, you told us to fight. Why are we losing? It doesn't make sense. But maybe God is allowing the Benjamites to win for a while because it will make them more bold in their arrogance, just like he hardened Pharaoh's heart. 
by having them win two days in a row. God is making the Benjamites feel that they can't lose so that on the third day they'll make a fatal mistake that will cause them to lose miserably. Another reason that God is allowing Benjamin to kill some of the other Israelites as a testimony that both sides lose when Israelites fight Israelites. 26. Then all the children of Israel and all the people went up and came unto Bethel and wept and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until even. And they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. They think that maybe they're doing something wrong because now they've lost two days in a row when God told them two days in a row to fight Benjamin. So they're fasting and praying. 27. And the children of Israel asked of the Lord, for the ark of the covenant of God was there in those days. Since the ark was still in the tabernacle, the high priest would be able to hear God's voice answering him. 28. And Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, he was high priest when Joshua was alive, and he's still alive, stood before it in those days, saying, Shall I yet again go out to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother, or shall I cease? And the Lord said, Go up, for tomorrow I will deliver him into thy hand. The Lord wouldn't cause Judah to win over Benjamin until the third day. Sometimes when God sends you out for battle, that doesn't mean that you're going to win immediately. You might have adversity on the first day or the second day, but if God has sent you, keep fighting because eventually you will win. Speaking in spiritual terms, of course, in the New Covenant, we don't kill or hurt anybody. The battle is against demons. When the Lord sends you to do something, it might seem like you're failing in the beginning, but if you know that God told you to do it, just keep doing it. 29. And Israel set liars in wait against Gibeah roundabout. They're ambushing Gibeah. 30. And the children of Israel went up against the children of Benjamin on the third day and set themselves in array against Gibeah as at other times. Now remember, Jesus was raised on the third day after he was crucified. And it's a common theme in the Bible that on the third day is when salvation comes. 31. And the children of Benjamin went out against the people and were drawn away from the city. They're arrogant at this point because they've won battles for two days in a row. They think they're going to win again. They're being arrogant and kind of foolish by leaving the city. And they began to smite and kill of the people as at other times. The Benjamites begin the battle thinking that they're winning because they are killing some of the men from Judah. In the field in the highways, of which one goeth up to Bethel, and the other to Gibeah, about thirty men of Israel. They killed thirty men, the Benjamites did. 32. And the children of Benjamin said, They are smitten down before us as at the first. But the children of Israel said, Let us flee and draw them away from the city unto the highways. The children of Israel are running on purpose to get the Benjamites out of Gibeah so that they can take the city. And because they're running, that allows the Benjamites to kill 30 of them. But they can't kill very many. 33. And all the men of Israel rose up out of their place and set themselves in array at Baal Tamar. And the liars in wait of Israel broke forth out of their place, even out of Marageba. Now the ambush is come up against the city. And all of the other warriors of Israel are now turning on Benjamin. 34. And there came over against Gibeah ten thousand chosen men out of all Israel. And the battle was sore, but they knew not that evil was close upon them. The Benjamites who have left the town of Gibeah, they have no idea that they're about ready to lose. They still think that they're winning. 35. And the Lord smote Benjamin before Israel, and the children of Israel destroyed of Benjamin that day twenty and five thousand and a hundred men. All these drew the sword. The children of Israel killed 25,000 warriors of Benjamin. 
which is almost all of their warriors, because they only had, I think, 26,000 or 27,000. So now most of their warriors are dead. 36. So the children of Benjamin saw that they were smitten, and the men of Israel gave place to Benjamin, because they trusted unto the liars in wait whom they had set against Gibeah. Benjamin now knows that it's lost the battle, and the tribe fighting against Benjamin is trusting the ambush to take Gibeah. 37. And the liars in wait hastened and rushed upon Gibeah, and the liars in wait drew forth and smote all the city with the edge of the sword. There's only 2,000 warriors left that are struggling around, and now the ambush has killed all the people in the city, men, women, children. 38. Now there was an appointed sign between the men of Israel and the liars in wait that they should make a great beacon of smoke rise up out of the city. The ambush said that when you see the smoke coming from the city, you'll know that we took it. 39. And the men of Israel turned in the battle, and Benjamin began to smite and kill of the men of Israel about 30 persons, for they said, Surely they are smitten down before us as in the first battle. This is a repeat of what we already read. 40. But when the beacon began to rise up out of the city in a pillar of smoke, the Benjamites looked behind them, and behold, the whole of the city went up in smoke to heaven. Their entire city was burning. 41. And the men of Israel turned, and the men of Benjamin were amazed, for they saw that evil was come upon them. Their hearts dropped, because they knew that, oh, we just lost our city. And then at that point, the Israelite fighters started killing them. 42. Therefore they turned their backs before the men of Israel unto the way of the wilderness, but the battle followed hard after them, and they that came out of the city destroyed them in the midst of the men of Israel. When the children of Benjamin saw their city go up in smoke, they turned around toward the city and started going that way. But now they have all these thousands of Israelites right behind them that they thought they were chasing. Those are now chasing them into the city, and the ambush is now leaving the city and meeting the Benjamites as well. They're caught in the middle between the ambush and the other Israelites that are fighting them. 43. They enclosed the Benjamites roundabout and chased them and overtook them at their resting place as far as over against Gibeah toward the sun rising. They chased them over to the east where the Israelites were camping. 44. And there fell of Benjamin 18,000 men. All these were men of valor. Those are the ones who died in the battlefield, was 18,000 of the Benjamites. 45. And they turned and fled toward the wilderness, under the rock of Rimmon. These are the survivors. And they gleaned of them in the highways, 5,000 men. The Israelites killed 18,000 Benjamites in the field, and then another 5,000 in the highways, and followed hard after them unto Gidim, and smote of them two thousand. Then they were chasing the stragglers, and killed another two thousand to the next city, which is Gidim. 46. So that all who fell that day of Benjamin were twenty and five thousand men that drew the sword. All these were men of valor. That's twenty-five thousand warriors dead, in addition to all the people in Gibeah who died. 47. But six hundred men turned and fled toward the wilderness unto the rock of Rimmon, and abode in the rock of Rimmon four months. They were hiding in the rocks for four months, and they were probably starving there too, because they wouldn't have had any food. They were so afraid of the other Israelites that for four months they were afraid to come out of the rocks. 48. And the men of Israel turned back upon the children of Benjamin, and smote them with the edge of the sword, both the entire city and the cattle, and all that they found. Moreover, all the cities which they found they set on fire. The children of Israel are now devoting cities that belonged to the tribe of Benjamin. This is one of the saddest days in Israelite history, when 11 tribes came against one tribe and almost completely wiped it out. 
the Benjamites on this day became just a small handful of people with no cities. The Benjamites should have offered up the rapists and repented and said that they were sorry, and that would have been the end. But because of their arrogance, their whole tribe gets almost completely destroyed. And that concludes Judges chapter 20.